Hey everyone, welcome to the Speak Podcast. We just want to say thank you and enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by Burn Butter. Burn Butter is an all-natural, low-carb, keto-friendly product created to help you consume healthy fats when you need them the most. You can add it to your coffee, you can add it to foods, you can add it to snacks, smoothies, you can even consume it straight out of the pouch. A cool way to do it though is add it to your coffee, give it a nice blend, and you're ready to go. It is a new way to add healthy fats into your diet without making any big adjustments. So you can find them at burnbutter.com or you can visit them on IG at burnbutters. And you can also check out any of the flavors they have on their website. I would recommend the mocha. So far, my favorite. Our next sponsor is the PNW Lofts. These guys are making spaces to get stuff done. It is all about collaborating and working with other like-minded individuals in your community to help you get your projects done. With COVID-19 happening and changing the way people work together, I think the PNW's Loft is here to inspire those that want to get stuff done and want to have a place to create. So you should check them out at pnwlofts.com or you can visit them on IG at PNW Loft. And our last sponsor for the day is Iron and Ash. Iron and Ash is a new construction and design company in Spokane, Washington. They are designing in an artistic manner. We actually had them come in and design the studio for us. We had a vision that we wanted to see. We let them know what we wanted to make happen, and they made it happen. So really, it's about letting them work their magic and giving them something to work with. They've done a great job with our studio space, and anybody out there that's looking for some design or construction work, these guys are a great option. They're up and coming. They're new, so you guys can find them on IG at ironandash.fabrication. We have a cool guest today. She's going to hang out with us and you'll learn a little bit more about her. She has been living with type 1 diabetes for a number of years, ever since she can remember about the age of 10. She's been able to still live her life, do the things that she wants to do, exercise the way she wants. She doesn't let it hold her back. So she's here to share that with us today. Please welcome Emily Fulton. Hey everybody, thank you for listening in today. Uh, today I'm super excited. I got a special guest. Her name is Emily Fulton. She is the owner of the Bolus Balcony. Is that how, did I say it right? The Bolus. There we go. The Bolus. I'm so sorry. I tried like three times before this, so I can't believe I still got it wrong. But Emily's here with me today. We're going to have some cool conversations, so let's go ahead and get to know her a little bit and kind of why she's here. So yeah, I started the Bolus Balcony because I felt like I maybe had a chance of disrupting communication between patients and physicians. And I believe that people with diabetes should be able to determine what it is they want to do with their lives. Right now, that's limited a lot by the time physicians have to spend with their patients. Right. They only get about 15 minutes. And so the physician focuses on the one big thing they can do to take care of the majority of the patient's problems and I feel like with diabetes it is a there is no one big problem it's it's a litany of small changes and small adjustments you're making all the time right and so I really wanted to help people pinpoint what it is they want to do and listen in a little bit on what I did to change my treatment so that I could my focus is hit Mm -hmm. right now Um, that's where I'm starting with this you know what you want to do with your life could be anything but for me hit um, high intensity interval training was a particular challenge for me so are you a type 1 or type 2 diabetic 
I have type 1 diabetes. Okay. I was diagnosed at 10. Okay. I'm 38. Okay. So I've had it for 28 years. I'm I'm healthy. I have right now I'm very blessed with my health. I have no effects on my eyes and no no retinopathy, no neuropathy. <laughs> yeah, you're good. And so I'm I'm hoping to keep that treasure for as long as I can. Okay. And so with um, the Bolas Balcony, what is, what's your goal with it? And you said you're wanting to be able to share your story, kind of teach people about what you've kind of gone through and what you've experienced from what I'm understanding. Yeah. I hope what people see there gives them a little hope mm-hmm. that they have some autonomy and some self-determination right. in their life. So right now I'm just starting off with being an example of how they can achieve that eventually I'd like to team up with some of the diabetes industry. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, one thing I think is um, hurting a lot of people when it comes to the world of diabetes is that that community aspect of like what is out there that could help me say that because my wife, she uh, we just recently had our second child and she is gestational diabetic. But for her, it was one of those things where she's like, I feel like I'm the only one having to deal with this right now and whether my friends are or not pregnant I don't know anyone that has diabetes and how they're dealing with it and what's how it's affecting their life and so it, it's it's kind of one of those it's one of those Maslow hierarchy needs that we all need which is that human connection and that ability to like know that we're not the only one out there and I think in almost like any industry in any little niche it's it's really really difficult to see that other side of what you're dealing with when you don't know if there is another side which is that life that life that you can control with diabetes rather than having it control you and I think it's hard when we don't have places like your company that share that story or perspective because we start building you know the false perception of I can't live with diabetes or I can't eat what I want to eat and I can't do the things that I want to do I am now restricted because of this diabetes when from what I'm picking up with you and from what I've already learned about you it seems like you obviously had to deal with those moments in your life too. You've gone through that, but you've you've kind of figured it out for yourself. And you had mentioned that there's not a one one fit all kind of answer for everybody. But I think getting the pieces and knowledge of like those that are out there that have done it might just be enough to help that next person, you know, end up kind of in the position that you're in. Yeah. So giving them the viewer a sense of belonging mm-hmm. and or reassurance that they're not alone. Be an example of somebody who's fought those limitations and and I've been told, you know, this isn't the best form of exercise for you or this isn't the best um, the best choice for you or that if you want to do hit and have perfect blood sugars that that just isn't that just can't be done. So I had to pay close attention and figure out a way because what I do now is hit classes mm-hmm. and I just love being included. Yeah. I love being with other people and doing things that somebody told me I couldn't do. Right. Yeah. And I think that I think when it comes to those kind of accomplishments in those moments in your life where you're able to make that adjustment or make that change. I don't think it's recognized enough and so like it's I think I think it's super imperative super important for people to share those successes in their life um, that's why I try to 
you know, that's why I try to meet a lot of people and talk to them. That's why we created Speak for people to come on here and be able to, you know, share whatever story they have that they want to share and they want people to hear. I just don't think that's done enough in specific industries. And with the one you're talking about, again, I don't think people are celebrating their wins enough. Um, so it makes it seem like there's not as many wins out there for what you're dealing with. And when, again, it sounds like you've been able to recognize those things and recognize those pieces in your life. So it's made you feel full, made you happy. And it's made you realize that this is that restricted lifestyle that we all or many people probably believe in is not the only one that you have to choose from. It's based off of what I guess you have available for you and what you can do with your abilities and skill set. But it sounds like you already have that really nailed down, which I think is awesome. Why wouldn't you just continue on your path and just, you know, take care of yourself? Why are you looking to help other people then? Is it because you have a big need for it or do you think that it's just not, there's not enough knowledge out there? Like you said, I think celebrating those wins um, is really important. Mm -hmm. And so people within the diabetes community know waking up at, with a blood sugar of 80 or, or waking up within range or getting to a hit class and coming out on target is a huge win and it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of observation the learning curve with diabetes is really steep and the consequences of mistakes are serious this is we have skin in the game here when we try and do things that everybody else can do mm -hmm. and we don't take it for granted that we're going to necessarily survive this. Yeah. So when I post pictures of my workouts, pictures of the movements I'm doing, and I post blood sugar charts, people recognize what a win that is. And they want to know what I've done to make that work out for me so that they can do it too. You know, doing anything, giving out any kind of medical tips or advice, I have a disclaimer on the site that says, you know, this isn't, of course, I'm not a medical professional, but the, the goal here is to help the viewer refine their communication with their physician mm -hmm. so that they can express their needs and desires of what it is they want to do and how to have them lead right in in their healthcare choices instead yeah. of the physician dictating what they can or can or shouldn't do showing you a chart and saying well this is what you're going to be doing for the next month and yeah, yeah like when i was little i remember getting all sorts of brochures and pamphlets saying this is the right kind of exercise for you this is not a good choice for exercise for you you know things where you're running a lot and i love physical exertion I just love to run and sweat and lift heavy things and feel strong. And I have two little boys and I need to be strong. And so I'm not going to let diabetes kick me out of any category of exercise or anything else that I want to do. Good. And I, I mean, it's really strong for you to say that because, it, again, I think it's just that too many times you'll run into that like hurdle their obstacle and it just kind of it it wears you down after time especially when you thought you were doing things yes. one way and then you hit another hurdle you're like great so that didn't work yes and especially as you said with your wife having gestational diabetes your your insulin needs there are 
forever changing. Hormonal changes like that just trip you up almost every step of the way. I have been there twice, just like your wife. And so I understand that with this disease comes the exhaustion of constant failures and pulling yourself back up and daring to try again. Mm-hmm. I have a Facebook page that I share just with close friends and I don't talk about my diabetes much there but the other day I did post a Dexcom chart of my blood sugars because I had a low that morning and then trying to fix that without eating the whole kitchen as my blood sugars diving and then still making it to my workout despite having met an obstacle before I ever got off the ground right. that morning. And so I did post that to say, you know, I landed on my feet this morning. I, I it was kind of against the odds, but I got there anyway, and I'm really proud of that today. And um, I, I get a lot of support from my family and friends there too, who know I've struggled with this. And I think that's really important too, is to have a community like this, which is again, um, going back to my, um, the Bullis balcony, just to know there's a big community of people online, um, within YouTube and with Instagram too. My Instagram page is Bolus bombshell and I share a lot there too. Okay. So sounds like you've been doing really well with a lot of this. Sounds like you've kind of had it all planned out. You know what you're doing. I'm going to ask you a serious question. I want to know what your most recent or your biggest failure was with that and how you kind of overcame that because a lot of people will kind of, you know, hear the, all the positives about how, how people got to where they are. But every I know everybody goes through something hard, whether it's a family thing, a, a business thing, or an emotional thing. Was there anything that kind of ever made you veer away from the mission that you're on right now or had stopped you in your tracks and made you, you know, scared you for a second? The first thing that comes to mind right away is that I didn't consistently show up to my workouts and mm-hmm. that that will lead you to failure with um, diabetes. You've got to have a routine and it has to be pretty much the same time every day because your insulin, um, when you're on a pump like I am, your insulin is delivered in segments and so your insulin is really delivered at low levels in the early hours of the morning and then your highest levels are delivered between 4 a.m. and 10 a.m. because you have a dawn phenomena where your blood sugars go higher in the Mm. mornings Mm. and so you need extra insulin in those hours when you're waking when you wake up and you're you've got a little more insulin on board and then you're gonna go exercise and do a HIIT workout and the HIIT workout triggers a glycogen release and spikes that blood sugar more, it becomes a math problem. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't do this math consistently, it's not gonna, you're, you're not gonna perform well and your, your numbers are gonna be skewed. And so just counting on myself to be reliable right. was the easiest way to be successful. Okay, And I, didn't have to be perfect every day. If I got in the gym and I wasn't feeling my best, I went ahead and engaged anyway. And usually when the, within the first five minutes, I, w- I felt fine. Not being consistent was just, it really worked against me. And, and then I got discouraged, like right. maybe I yep. should stop trying mm-hmm. this. Why, am I, why do I keep 
banging my head against when this wall. When it's still not enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I could just easily sit home <laughs> and, and not have my blood sugars go anywhere, you know. Just hang out on the couch and just kind of keep them regulated. Yeah. They would stay level if I did nothing, right? <laughs> And, yeah. and that's the scariest thing about this is I think physicians, I can see there's a scary side of being a physician and, and getting on board with a patient who wants to go all out and right. try something like this for the first time. And so my aim with this was to help the patient figure it out a little bit and ask pointed questions to their physician. It's really funny you you say all that because I am, I went to some of the appointments to meet with the physician that about Kendra and it's it's really what you kind of just described it's uh how are we gonna what are what are we gonna change about your life right now that you're not that you can't do anymore here's the list of it now this is what you're gonna have to do for the next month come back next month when we do our checkup or whatever you're and then we readjust but when I was there and all I really was hearing was like this is what your new limits are this is this is what you are going to do. And this is anything Absolutely. outside of this is not okay. Absolutely. Um, obviously those words didn't come out of the mouth of the physicians, but I, I feel like a lot of people don't want to pick up on the way people are phrasing or describing things and they just want to consume it in the way they think it's supposed to be consumed. Which, it's implicit. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. then creates that miscommunication or like, Oh, I thought you meant this and really this. No, that's, and then you get the mix ups and you get the accidents all sorts of stuff that just don't just don't make you feel good. I think it's really weird that we haven't maybe acknowledged that enough and what the doctors really mean and really say. And again, neither of us are medical professionals, so all of this is just informative. But taking the time to think about the purpose behind the message, I think, is super important. So that way you can understand the changes that you can make on your own. So like I, I remember one comment that was coming from a doctor. They were addressing very high blood sugar levels. You know, immediately their concern is what what is your body doing to make this happen, and is it an issue with your personal well-being or your actual physical body or something external? And really, they, from what I understood, they just jump immediately to internal and just like, nope, you're if you're at this super high level, your body must be doing something with its insulin, whether it's insulin resistant or it's not producing enough. This is what's happening. They ask very little about the external activities or factors that could affect I think gestational diabetes and when they do that I just don't feel like they're getting the whole picture of it they don't understand what that person's really going through whether it's say this person's a nine-to-five worker and they literally don't work out at all or say they're a college student and they eat very very poorly and they don't do any activity besides schoolwork I mean there's all these external factors that I always think of whenever I have something even affecting me personally but I feel like a lot of the realm or a lot of people's niches or job is just to focus on what they know and just kind of talk about that. And if they don't know about your lifestyle and they don't know about it, they can't really help you. Right. They can't account for all the little things that happen to you from the minute you open your eyes to the minute you go to bed at night. Mm -hmm. There is an impact on your blood sugar with everything you do. If you can't find a parking spot and you have to walk an extra three blocks, you're going to crash. Mm -hmm. If you get in a hot tub without checking your blood sugar first or without having a snack, you're going to crash in a hot tub. Every little thing impacts you. But I, oh my gosh, the other night my, my two-year-old got on his bicycle and he has no fear and he just loves to feel the wind in his hair, man. And he likes to slide down that hill by our house and I have to 
I have to sprint after him to catch him and I just take an insulin and so the fact that I'm a mom it changes my blood sugar mm -hmm. from minute to minute that all they want to do is run from me right now they're two and four and I can't plan for that yep. <laughs> yeah. so it it's a whole person being a diabetic mm -hmm. and as you said the language used within a physician's office is very limiting Wow, you've given me some good stuff to think about so thank you for all that and I mean really I guess for somebody that's listening I guess and for that could be thinking about some making some of these changes what are some of the first things that you think somebody should do addressing the limitations that they have and how to I guess release those limitations and open up the door to more things that they want to do what's the first thing that somebody should kind of start looking at or start doing uh, make some observations first just in your in your daily life what it is you're doing and where you try and pinpoint one or two areas every day or throughout the week that you consistently hit a wall something that's a consistent problem for you and think about ways to rearrange that hours or even days ahead of time um, for me you know if I was having low blood sugars at 9 a.m. I had to go all the way back to my 2 a.m. segment and figure out if that was really overdone or not enough mm -hmm. and so the nature of human learning is immediacy and so sometimes we don't backtrack just far enough just to, to spot a problem right. and so to sum it up I would say make some observations and look at your your links and your chains and identify what's really not working and then identify what is you really want if you're not doing what you want where does that limitation come from with everything it's kind of an unavoidable question but with everything in covid do you see anything affecting people negatively or positively when it comes to dealing with this kind of stuff i mean everybody's at home everybody's locked up everyone's cooped up in order to counteract this or fight it what do you think people should be doing stay active as much as you can that is really the key to keeping your body um, immune okay. and, and resistant and right. strong and especially with diabetes with exercise you're actually building insulin receptor sites on your on your cell walls okay and so movement of any kind it doesn't have to be hit it can be walking it can be cleaning anything anything at all any movement will help do you take vitamins? I do. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I still take a prenatal vitamin. Okay. My son is, Why? My son is two and a half, <laughs> and we are still fighting over nursing. Okay. Yep. <laughs> there you, no, I, I, I just wanted to know if that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're, I'm losing that battle. <laughs> it's not an easy one to win, I'll tell you that. I mean, it's, yeah, we had to deal with it with Rudy, but yeah. So, okay. What else? for vitamins um my husband actually put some vitamin d okay on the in my cabinet he mentioned a, a study w where um covid and vitamin d there was a strong association with i, I know what you're talking about yeah that. yeah and so vitamin d and and my prenatal and that's it right now okay yeah and what's really funny is that when i heard about the whole vitamin d thing i think 
I don't know. I don't. I don't even know if that's one of the vitamins that you can buy off the shelf. That's just in a uh, bottle. I, if it is, I I swear when that I think it was one of those doctors that went up on the DC building and they were talking about all the stuff that helps and vitamin D was brought up. I'm pretty sure I went to the store like the next week. I look at the medicine shelves and just everything's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's just pe- people are trying. People are trying to figure it out and just go into vitamins because they think it's the answer. So. Yeah, I think it's. From toilet paper to vitamin D, it, it's people are really searching for something that will fix it. Yeah. Does the vitamins help at all with the diabetes from what you're consuming, or are you just doing it for your personal health? Um, just my personal health. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Thank you. Um, and honestly, I think we'll cover a couple more things, and then I'll let you go because you've just been super, super awesome with the next phases that we're going to be going through people in their lives you have a dexcom you mentioned that right yeah yep and then for anybody that doesn't know what a dexcom is um and correct me if i'm wrong too it is a um, small device that's placed on the skin outside of the body that allows you to monitor your blood sugar levels yeah so there's a sensor that's like the size of a hair Mm -hmm. and and it's connected to a a little tiny device on your skin do you think that's going to make a leap in like the type of care and the changes that we're going to have in the diabetic industry. And what I'm saying is that when we, when we got our Dexcom or when Kendra got her Dexcom for the first time, I went online and I started searching, you know, uh, Dexcom three hours later, I get thousands of thousands of just Instagram ads and Facebook ads for like these little machines that I didn't even know existed. Now you got uh, blood glucose, glucose monitors that connect to your phone that have another little device that that connect to the cgm pump or that connect to the insulin pump to then release it like all these little things that tech that people don't realize tech can actually resolve or help alleviate is actually happening yeah so right now they're just um in the beginning phases of the dexcom and the insulin pumps talking to each other Mm -hmm. and interfacing and what they term is looping okay and so everything will adjust based on the readings the glucom dexcom gets and then your insulin pump can read those predictions Mm -hmm. i know there's a pump on the market called tandem i've seen it yeah and they have the predictive iq Mm -hmm. and so they can predict i understand up to 30 minutes ahead they and they adjust based on that prediction pump i use the pod it's made by insulet mm-hmm. um it's it's wireless no tubing or anything and that's why i chose it but they they will get to the phase really soon where they're also interfacing with the dexcom i just i chose that pump because i can't carry two babies on my hips right. and have the tubing yanked out every time i yeah. turn around so you don't prick your fingers any you haven't pricked your fingers um, for a long time have you every once in a while just you to double check to calibrate yeah. it yeah. yeah but yeah Kids are you open in. to more technology when it comes to monitoring diabetes i mean i don't know if you've heard about this but i'm just going to give you a little bit of insight with uh i think it was elon musk he was tar- talking about a neural link technology which is basically yeah. just a it's literally neural links inside your body, whether it's connected to your blood and your brain, wherever it goes, it can help regulate or control illnesses and infections. So for the example he gave was people for diabetes, you'll you'll know you have diabetes before you even find out based off the neural link and the neural link 
will then be attached to an insulin pump that will then regulate as time needs just based off of live feedback no more checking and prodding and doing all that stuff do you want technology to advance with what you deal with or are you happy with like the Dexcom and you're like we need to stop here oh no I love Elon Musk he's a true visionary isn't he I mean he just sounds he just sounds so bizarre but he is a true visionary and I hope I hope there is someone like him in the field with diabetes in the field of endocrinology who can revolutionized care at the speed of light like he has with with the EV industry mm-hmm. right now we have this whole it's, it's kind of a complex deal with the insurance industries and they they pay to delay to revolutionize care it, we do need an Elon Musk in in diabetes definitely I'm open yeah. I'm open let's go let's, yeah right let's put ourselves on the forward. table <laughs> no I agree with you it's one of those things where I'm like do we push the limits or do we stay where we're at? And I think, I just don't think they've pushed it enough. I have a really good friend of mine that he was, he's type one diabetic. So he's dealt with it his whole life. I remember watching him grow up with a little case of just the insulin and everything like yeah. that. And then going through high school and having to go to the nurses all the time and do all that stuff. And then going to be an adult and just having to deal with it on your own. And now we just recently hung out a couple of weeks ago. He has a Dexcom as well. He has his own insulin pump thing that he does. And he's like, we need more. The pumps are, you know, one step ahead of where I, I was when I was 10. You know, when you think about that, that's that's 30 years that we haven't changed much. Mm-hmm. And insulin, people forget that insulin is not a cure. Insulin is not delivered via pump the way a normal, quote-unquote, normal person gets to digest insulin. Um, the normal delivery route for a person without diabetes insulin goes through your liver Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of interaction that happens there to regulate several different it's an actual process in your body yeah rather than in forcefully inputting insulin in your bloodstream or whatever wherever it's going yeah Yeah. and so there's there's a lot of room for for significant changes and so i i hope we see it in my lifetime or our son's lifetime and you know for me i I've dealt with it since I was 10 and I don't remember what life was like without it. But, you know, I look at little babies, there's a community on Instagram and there's a ton of photos of little babies with Dexcoms and insulin pumps. And I, that breaks my heart. No, it definitely does. And I'm definitely hopeful. At least I try to be hopeful in the sense that I know technology advances that there's that whole Moore's law that comes into play but sometimes I think we'll we'll choose to make the advances that we've made today and leave other projects and you know industries behind again healthcare medical insurance but we've really focused on cars banking finance overseas market international markets but yet we have probably I don't know I don't know how good our manufacturing is in the United States. I mean, I don't think it's as strong as it was back in the early 80s and 90s, and I think that's what a lot of people will complain about. But again, even in the healthcare industry, I feel like we just didn't, you know, we didn't push it forward like we do with the, all the other industries in the world today. No, and this is what part of my project was, is by by changing the communication, I can maybe change the demand. Yep. And so part of my project will be hopefully teaming up with the pump 
that I wear be my biggest goal because I believe having no wires and having no tubing is true freedom. It's it's the next best thing. Yeah. But the physicians you encounter in the office typically push the older pump names like Medtronic. Yeah. And so when I speak with the reps for this company, they say it's it's tougher to to break in. It's tougher to break through that old regime. Yeah. For our viewers and for our listeners, I I want people to be able to know that and that's why we're here today is that you are out there. There's people like you that will deal with this and that have already gone through the trenches of what you've been through. And I think it's great that you've obviously have taken the time to be thoughtful in what you're trying to do and accomplish. And I really hope people adapt to that because me personally, being with somebody that has a type of diabetes, I wish I would have been able to provide a resource like this to them. Like, hey, I know I may not be able to help you the best I can or I'm not as knowledgeable as I'd like to be, but I know somebody that is or I, I can at least point you in the direction of somebody that might be able to help you. And I think that in itself is going to be almost enough for some people because they at least know that they can help. Um, I know when I go home, I'll be able to express to Kendra that, you know, we met, we talked and I was like, hey, you might actually just have a new best friend because somebody else is going through what you've gone through and even at a different level. So, I mean... Thank you for putting thought into what you're trying to create because it's it's needed. It really is. Thank you. Yeah. What is um what's something that we want our listeners to take away? What are like the kind of your final thoughts or something that you think would be beneficial for people to hear right now? Right now, stay stay sane. Keep mm-hmm. moving. Don't don't ever stop moving and. Um, have hope we're gonna get through this this will be part of our norm there will be on acceptance in each of our individual mindsets there there will be some level of acceptance of our new reality and we will we will move on yeah no I agree I definitely agree well thanks again I had I had a lot of fun good conversation yeah no definitely and you're gonna have to come back and we'll have to do an update on how things are going and just next year i think at the beginning of the year if you can come back in and we can just kind of talk about your new plan for the year that'd be awesome and go ahead i was just gonna say if you are out there and have questions about diabetes and you want to give it a shot you can look at bolus mom shell on instagram and shoot me any questions that you have and i'll i'll try to provide examples of what i've done to deal with it if i can I'm, again, not a medical professional, but I try my best to just be there for people. All right, folks, you heard it first from Emily. So thank you all for listening, and everybody have a good day. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We just want to go ahead and let you know that this podcast was recorded in Speak Studios, a place for anybody and all creatives to come create their podcasts of their dreams. If you guys have an idea, come on by, visit us at speakpodcasting.com and you can learn more.